On episode 439 of Nintendo Switchcraft, Shovel Knight crosses over with some beats. Devil May Cry 3 on its way to the Switch, and 8-Bit is asking the wrong questions. Those stories and more on this episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. Hey listeners, this is Joel Mead 24 from the Run Jump Stomp Discord community. You're listening to Nintendo Switchcraft. to Switchcraft, your source for all the news Nintendo that you can shake a stick at. Uh, it's brought to you live every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. Uh, you can tune in live over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. This episode of Switchcraft is made by, possible by patrons like you. Uh, get Switchcraft and my other content ad-free for as little as a dollar by joining the Patreon over at patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. You can also leave a voicemail like you heard at the top of the show by heading on over to runjumpstomp.com slash voicemail from any device. I may even play it on the show. Currently, I've got like three that people have sent in that I need to edit and normalize the the the, the volume, and then I can put them into the rotation uh, on the little random button. Uh, with, with that being said, let's get started and talk about Nintendo news. First off, I'm a huge, huge fan of of Shovel Knight, and we've got Shovel Knight coming out on, I believe, December 3rd, if I remember correctly. Not the, for the first time, but the the King of Cards, and I am very, very much looking forward to December 3rd to, to playing uh, uh, the King of Cards. It's, it's <sighs> Yacht Club Games did an amazing job with Shovel Knight, and uh, one of the things that they've always said is that they, they want to make shovel knight like their mascot for 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 their stuff that they make in the same way that mario is a mascot for nintendo i read this in um jason schreier's book blood sweat and pixels because they like there was a chapter about shovel knight and uh it was just it was really interesting and you should definitely check that out but uh shovel knight has bled into a lot of other things like uh, he is a he is a uh, an assist trophy in Smash Brothers. Uh, Shovel Knight's been in a bunch of other games from uh, from other publishers where they kind of have like little crossovers. For instance, there was uh, I, I can't remember the name of the I, th- I think it might be Image Inform Games. I don't think it is. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm remembering the name of the company that did this game wrong, and I'm sure that chat will will let me know. But there's a there's a game called, oh my god, my brain just died, and I can't remember the name of this game. Blaster Master Zero, there we go. Uh, the, was it Blaster Master Zero, or it was some other game? I think it was Blaster Master Zero. Yeah, Blaster Master Zero had like crossovers with characters like Shovel Knight, like the girl with the purple hair that turns it into like a whip and attacks people with it. And I don't know why, but I cannot remember the, the the developer or publisher of that game. But it's it's normal for Shovel Knight to be in these crossovers uh, with all of these other indie games, which is cool. And this might just pull me in on a game that I was never going to try. Uh, just Shapes and Beats is this cool rhythm uh, rhythm style music game 
which normally does not appeal to me. However, I have to say that Shovel Knight has one of the greatest soundtracks ever. And Vaxer just found the answer for me because I couldn't remember. It's Inti Creates. Uh, so thank you very much, Vaxer. I could not remember. It's Inti Creates that did um, the Blaster Master Zero games. Um, but Shovel Knight has the best chiptune soundtrack ever. It is amazing music. And honestly, I wish that I could play it on the podcast, but I don't have permission to play this music on the podcast. Um, but this is something that I think that everybody is, you know, you're likely to really, really enjoy this. If you like chiptunes style music, uh, just shape and beats is getting a shovel Knight DLC basically. And as soon as I watched this video, I was like, I have got to get this game. And I was not interested in this game at all. Not even a little, I was not interested in this at all, but with the shovel Knight music in it, it has got me convinced that it's going to be awesome. So I'm probably going to end up picking this up. And, you know, if you're, if you're, you know, listening to this on the podcast, please do yourself a favor and follow a link in the show notes. Uh, the show notes are, can be found over at runjumpstomp.com. Uh, and this is episode 439 of Nintendo Switchcraft. Go there and uh, watch this video. And if, if you're not sold immediately, just based on the music alone, then this is definitely not something that interests you. I don't normally care about these kind of games, but I adore the music from Shovel Knight. And uh, I just want to experience it again. So Just Shapes and Beats uh, is is releasing this. It's called a mixtape. It's called Just Shovels and Knights. And uh, the trailer is fantastic and shows off uh, the music, and it's definitely, I, it may have sold me on picking up Just Shapes and Beats, which otherwise I would not have. It comes out de um, December 4th, and it's it's really, really good. Uh, the, the music, anyway, is really, really good. I don't know how the gameplay is, because I haven't played Just Shapes and Beats. Now, if you have, if you've played that game, and you can tell us if it's if it's good or not, uh, please do let us know because I think that there's a lot of people out there who are fans of the Shovel Knight music who, who probably slept on Just Shapes and Beats and didn't pick it up because it just isn't a game for them. And, you know, if they're anything like me, having this crossover might be enough to draw you in. At least I think. I think it's worth it. All right, let's talk about Pokemon. I, I still have not played it. I'm waiting until Christmas. Uh, I'm looking forward to it without a doubt. Pokemon is going to be a lot of fun for me and my son to sit down and play games together. And, uh, you know, I'll catch some and he'll catch some and we'll trade them back and forth. And it's just a very relaxing game. Well, it's been out for a while now, but before it was out officially, it was leaked. And I didn't really talk about it because there wasn't much for me to say other than, hey, the game is out, and if you are a you know a, a ne'er do well, then maybe you will go and download it off the internet and play it on your on your hacked switch. Which you know I do not endorse doing that, even a little. But somebody had to break street date in order to leak this information. The, the information originally came out via four um, chan, I believe. Uh, which is uh, an awful website. I've, been, I've, I've went there uh, following links a time or two, and it's just a cesspool of, of awfulness. Uh, but a lot of stuff gets leaked through 4chan. And uh, 
right now the Pokemon company is trying to sue the people who leaked the Sword and Shield secrets, the screenshots of the game ahead of time. And they've got usernames on 4chan, they've got usernames on Discord, and they want to track them down and sue them for uh, a bunch of money because they feel like they are they they feel like they have lost money due to uh, these leaks. Now, I don't. So here's what it says. Uh, Lawyers from Perkins Coy, a firm previously hired by Google and other tech giants, wrote that the leaks have caused irreparable injury to Pokemon and that the company is entitled to damages in an amount to be proven at trial. I think that this is not going to go well for the Pokemon company. I feel like the Pokemon company, first off, they're barking up the wrong tree. All this will do is get them negative publicity. And I understand that they're probably doing doing this in order to disincentivize people from leaking stuff in the future. Like, hey, look at what we did when these guys leaked our stuff. We sued the pants off them. You know, it, this this happened recently um, with Epic Games. Epic Games sued this person who uh, took uh, not screenshots, but they tweeted out things that they 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 had under they had learned under NDA which is a non-disclosure agreement, if you don't know. Uh, so they had they had an NDA in order to play a game early. I, I do that sometimes. Like the, the developers will send me a game. I'll get to play it. I won't be allowed to talk about it. It's, I'm, it's a non-disclosure agreement, so I can't say anything about it. And then once the NDA is lifted, then I can uh, talk about the fact that I'm playing certain games. So for right now, I have a couple of games that I, I can't say anything about because I'm playing them but they're under NDA, so I can't talk about them yet. Well, somebody had leaked, uh, who was under NDA, they ended up leaking information about Fortnite Season 2, and Epic Games is suing that person. And, you know, I talked about this on one of my other shows, Run, Jump, Stomp, which you can find wherever podcasts are downloaded. That's really more of a, oh, this is an interesting story that's not really related to any of the other podcasts that I do, so I'm going to sit down with my phone and do a quick like five-minute uh, thing about it. Um, I talked about it on there, and now the Pokemon company is following suit and, and suing, but they don't know who it is, and I don't know if they can find out who it is, and I hope that Discord... I mean, look, I, I, I would like it if... Um, these people who are leaking information about games would just stop. I get that they'd like to show, hey, I'm in the know. I know something that you don't. And that can be very tantalizing to say, I know something. I want to share it. It feels cool, you know? But at the same time, these these game companies, they work really hard to make sure that they control the narrative in order to deliver the best messaging to us. And then the leakers kind of step on that. So I can understand why the companies would feel slighted by that. But going after these people who leaked it, I don't think it's the best idea. I think it's just bad PR. Now, we have no idea if, or at least I have no idea, if the uh, if the people who leaked, because we don't know who they are, we don't know if they signed an NDA, uh, we don't know if it wasn't just like some store broke a street date and 
sold it early. I've I've had many people send me uh, photographs of them having games ahead of time, ahead of street date, and they like they would send me a, uh, a picture of a certain game, and they'd say, "Hey, should I stream this on Twitch?" And I always say, "You know what? You probably shouldn't because." If you ever want to work with that company in the future, you're kind of burning a bridge ahead of time. Sure, a bunch of people might show up who are curious about that game, but playing it ahead of time is probably not the best idea. Uh, Now, did that person do anything wrong by going to the store and buying it before they were supposed to be allowed to? No, that's on the store. So if the people who leaked this information leaked these screenshots from Pokemon... If, uh, if those people were just somebody who went to a store and that store broke street date, like, that's not on them. They didn't sign an NDA. Now, if they signed an NDA, then I can, I you know what, then, you know, the NDA has legal clauses in there that says this is what happens if you, if you break that NDA. Do I think it's in the best interest of the Pokemon company to come on, come down on them, like, you know, sue them for thousands upon thousands of dollars? Probably not. It's not really the best idea. But I do think that they should say, okay, this person, we're never, ever working with you again. And we're, of course, going to tell everybody this person broke NDA. Don't work with them again. I think that that would probably be better uh, because going after people's money like that, that that's scary. Um uh, Res TV has a great point in chat. He says, "Go after the stores, not the people. The stores are breaking these uh, these street dates, and it's just ridiculous that the people who see this, you know, they buy the game, they take it home, they plug it in, they turn it on. They're like, oh, here's a screenshot. I'm going to share this screenshot with people. They didn't do unless they signed an NDA. They didn't do anything wrong. So I think that the Pokemon company." might be in the wrong here. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, who knows? It's perfectly possible. I've been wrong before. I'm sure that people will 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 attest to that without a doubt. Um let's see. Uh Res TV also says you hear about DMCA takedowns on people streaming a game they bought early, which is silly. Yeah. So, if you don't know what DMC DMCA takedowns is, a DMCA takedown is the Digital Millennium Copyright Act, okay? And the Digital Millennium Copyright Act basically gives companies free reign to come after you if you're streaming their stuff and say, I want this gone. I want this gone now. And it's very scary, you know, because you could get your entire YouTube channel just destroyed if they decide to hit you with a bunch of strikes. If you bought this game early and uh, you weren't supposed to buy it, but, you know, maybe you didn't know that. Maybe you just walked into a store and it was on the shelf and you bought it and you took it home and you recorded five videos and you posted them to YouTube, um, this company can say, all right, I'm going to hit you with five copyright strikes. Your channel is now deleted. I think that there's definitely a, and this is a completely different issue. um, So I'm kind of going down a rabbit hole here, but there's definitely issues on YouTube that need addressing very, very badly. So much so that I'm, I'm, I'm very nervous even posting Nintendo related content on YouTube because of COPA, the Child Children's Online Privacy Protection Act, which I'm not going to talk about here. Uh, anyway, uh, Pokemon, don't go after these people. It's just a waste of your time, and all it does is make you look like a tool. 
All right. So let's move on and we'll, we'll talk about um, someone dropped this. We, we have a, uh, a Discord channel. And if you did not know about our Discord channel, you should come hang out in our Discord channel. And I recently made a new channel in the Discord channel, if that makes sense. Yo, dog, I heard you like channels, so I gave you some channels for your channels. And I just hit the wrong button. Uh, one of those channels is news, tips, links only. And it's just so that you can find a news story that you want to, me to talk about on the show and drop it in that uh, in that channel. So now you have that channel, all right? And uh, it, it helps me put the show together. And somebody dropped in this story about Devil May Cry 3. Now, I did see this earlier uh, in the day, and I wasn't going to talk about it. But, you know, somebody else, somebody asked me to talk about it. So I said, all right, I'm going to talk about it. Let's, let's talk about Devil May Cry. I have never played... Oh, you know what? Let's let's take a quick break. We'll hear from a sponsor, and then I'll talk about Devil May Cry. Stick around. Devil Dragon 2, the revenge for your Nintendo Entertainment System. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape... You can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. All right, I'm back. Uh, so Capcom UK tweeted this out today. Uh, and and the, 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 um, the story was linked to us from my Nintendo News, but I went straight to the tweet. Uh, it says, This party's getting crazy, and Devil May Cry 3 Special Edition is set to rock and roll onto Nintendo Switch on February 20th, 2020, uh, for just fifteen ninety nine. That's in pounds, so I don't know how much that'll be here. I'm going to guess that's nineteen ninety nine for dollars. Um, I... I'm not excited about this because I've never played a Devil May Cry game. I think that there was one Devil May Cry game that one of my roommates had at some point, and uh, he played it and handed me the controller once, and I played it for a little tiny bit, and it felt like a button masher, which for me, I just don't like button mashers where it's just, you know... You got to do these combos of X, 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 Y, hold Y, and then let go of Y, press A, and then your character does all this crazy stuff. That kind of gameplay just never, never appealed to me. So Devil May Cry has never been something that I've been interested in, but I know that it's a very, very popular game. Uh, and I know that I'm in the minority when it comes to, um, what's the word I'm looking for when it comes to the button masher genre. I know that there's a lot of people out there that love these, this genre. And right now we're waiting for Bayonetta three, which is in my opinion, kind of a, uh, a button masher as well. 
the real jar in chat is is doing the conversion into dollars and he said it's probably 20 bucks thank you very much for that so i was right about that um but the the button masher genre is is pretty popular and i know that there's a lot of people who are waiting for bayonetta 3 to come out well on february 20th you're going to be able to play devil may cry 3 special edition and if that is something that you are excited about then now you know and knowing's half the battle go joe all right, let's uh, let's wrap up the show. Right, well, actually, we got two more things to talk about. First off, eight bit dough. Eight bit dough makes my favorite controller of all time. They make the eight bit dough SN30 Pro Plus. I love that controller. They also make a bunch of other controllers that I haven't tried. Uh, one of them that I have tried is the. Oh, it's in my backpack, so I, I don't I, I don't have it right now. Um, but it's the 8-bit dough light, which is the same color as the uh, Nintendo Switch light, except it's this weird thing that has three D-pads on it. It's got a D-pad for the left stick, a D-pad for the right stick, and then the regular D-pad as well. Uh, it's really weird and kind of cool, and it's perfect for Apple Arcade games on my iPad. So that's why it's earned a place in my backpack. And not very many things get to earn a place in my backpack. So I like that thing, even though it's kind of a a, a horrible controller. It's perfect for, for that particular uh, thing. And it was pretty cheap. It was only $25, I think. Uh, so they just announced, if if, if they didn't make enough controllers... Uh, they just announced the 8-Bit Doe Zero 2, and uh, <laughs> this thing is so tiny and adorable. Um, the 8-Bit Doe Zero 2 is this little miniature, like, I-, I swear to God, it's a little tiny bit. It might be smaller than a Joy-Con, like maybe, uh, and it's got a D-pad for... Uh, face buttons, the plus button, the minus button, and it looks like a shoulder button, and uh, it, it weighs just 20 grams. It has eight hours of play time. It will work with your Switch, your PC, Mac OS, and Android. It'll probably, if if the uh, 8-Bit Doe Lite works with iOS, then I'm sure that this one will work with iOS as well. It is adorable. 100% it is adorable without a doubt. But I cannot imagine that being a comfortable thing to play on. Like, this is just really, really weird. Um, is anybody out there? I mean, if, you, if you're if you just listening to the show and you're like, what are you talking about? I got to see this thing. Go to runjumpstomp.com. This is episode 439. And uh, you've got to see this tiny, tiny little thing. It is so just adorable. It doesn't have triggers. It just has uh, the shoulder buttons. And it is a Bluetooth controller with... Eight hours of playtime. I think it's cool, without a doubt. It's definitely cool. I'm not going to... Oh, how much is it? I got to see how much it is. Let's scroll all the way back up to the beginning, and let's find out how much it is here in the U.S. Uh, $20. Ouch. I think that that's too much, considering you can get the 8-bit dough light for $25. For five extra dollars, you get a lot more real estate uh, on, on your... Uh, on your controller plus you get extra inputs so i think that this is a mistake to buy i would not pick this up for twenty dollars for ten dollars maybe but could they make it for ten dollars listen i said at the top of the show eight bit dough 
is a- is asking the wrong questions. They're asking if they can, not if they should. And I don't think that they should make uh, this particular controller because it just looks like it's so uncomfortable. All right. Before we get out of here, I want to talk about real quick. We've got some ga- good games that are on sale, and I just want everybody to know about this. So Final Fantasy twelve, the Zodiac Age, I have... I'm going to guess probably 40, maybe 50 hours in that game, which is not enough to beat it. Um, I didn't beat it. I got distracted. And going back to it now, I probably would have to start over because I don't remember what was going on and how to play. And there's just too much. So I would have to start over. So I'll probably never get back to it. But it's a really good game. You know that it has to be a really good game if I spent 40 hours in it. Um, So Final Fantasy XII, The Zodiac Age, is currently on sale for $24.99, that is its lowest price ever. Uh, and I, I, I got to say, you need to go get that if you want it. Where do you get this? It's on sale at Best Buy, so it's a physical edition. Uh, speaking of Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy X, ten two. that is two games for the price of one. Two games. Uh, go to Best Buy. That's also on sale, 50% off for $24.99. Two games for $24.00. Bucks. Uh, other games that are on sale that are really, really good deals, or at least big discounts, uh, collection of mana is on sale for $20 and that is at best buy as well. And then finally, uh, mortal Kombat 11 is on sale for 58% off. And that is also at best buy. So it looks like best buy is having a sale on a bunch of physical switch games. And I just wanted to let people know about that. That's something I'm going to try and do more often, tell you about the the current deals, especially right now we have not had a lot of, uh, we haven't had a lot of Nintendo news lately. So it's been kind of, you know, I've been reaching for content lately. Uh, That being said, I'm going to let you know about these sales, uh, probably not every episode, but certainly each week I'll talk about it. All right. Um, in chat, really quick, uh, TF Wagner says you're talking to the audience that pays eighty dollars for a Joy-Con. That's true. You know the Joy Cons are eighty bucks, but you know I think the tech in there. There's a lot of stuff in those Joy Cons. They basically had to do everything twice because they split them in half. So I think that that makes sense. Uh, TF Wagner says no Pokemon equals no news. That's true because I haven't been playing Pokemon. All right, let's wrap up the show. Become a part of this community. There's over 800 people in the community. Join us over at runjumpstomp.com slash discord. You can watch the show live over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp with all of these fantastic people who are hanging out with us right now. You can get a hold of me by emailing me runjumpstomp at gmail.com or you can reach out to me on Twitter at runjumpstomp. I have other shows and I get a lot of tweets from all of these other shows and it's easier for me to keep track of all of these other shows and the information that you want on the show by using that hashtag Nintendo Switchcraft. I, I do a search before the show, and if there's something on there that I want to talk about, then I include it. This show is part of the GSTU network, the Giant Size Team Up Network. For more information, check out our other shows at gstu.net. And speaking of other shows, check out my podcast, 143 Pixels. Uh, we talked uh, this week, I had. Uh, or last week, sorry, last week I had Charles McFall on and we talked about Half-Life, the original Half-Life, which is perfect because Half-Life Alex was just announced. So um, go check that out. It's a really fun conversation and uh, we talk about how you can use uh, use a human as a clip. 
Uh, so make sure you listen to that show. The music you're hearing right now is Corneria Star Fox Remix by Noteblock. Uh, thank you all for hanging out with me. I will see you next time. Until then, stay awesome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.